Hello, and welcome back to Wrong Opinions Only with your hosts, Justin and Kayla. And this week, we are going to be diving into a little reality TV check-in, Kayla, with some of our favorite shows. You know, when reality is just too real sometimes, we want the drama and the chaos and the relationships that succeed and don't succeed on Love is Blind, which is where we're going to start. Yes, and we're going to go Love is Blind, a little challenge check-in, and then, of course, we've been lacking on getting out Survivor content, so we're going to do a recap of that at the end as well. Absolutely. So, Love is Blind Season 3. I was right on it. I mean, listen, I got to say, between Season 1 and Season 2, Season 1 was great. Season 2, lackluster for me. They were boring couples. No one really stood out. I didn't watch. I may have watched a couple episodes here and there of Season 1 and 2, but not enough to even remember people's names or what happened. See, I think that's telling. Now, Season 3, I think the show doesn't admit it, but they are now just leading into the chaos couples because I have to believe that they picked these couples sheerly for the chaos they would create and not because they truly believe they were looking for love in there's a healthy no way. way. Yeah, there's, there's no yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So All these people were disasters. Nick Lachey, Vanessa Lachey can say whatever they want, but these couples are doomed from the start. So shall we go couple by couple? Yeah, let's do it. So... I don't know if I should start with the worst of the worst or the best of the best. Who start with the start best with? of the best and let's just degrade ourselves into the muck as we go down the ladder. <laughs> okay. Yeah. To, to degenerates. Okay. Um, le- who best of the best? Alexa and Brennan. Yes. They yeah. were yeah. pretty much from the get-go. They really vibed. There wasn't really any serious questions about them making it long-term. But I still don't understand how they chose each other they seem like just polar opposites in every single way yeah but like i mean it's a cliche but opposites do attract like it when you're into a bunch of stuff and someone else isn't sometimes that works i mean he's like the country farm like getting dirty all that alexis is very like city girl going out for drinks going to the club high end stuff yes yes so it's interesting but like i believe them from the start like, I didn't have any, like, Brennan, he was, like, heart eyes yeah. from when they sat down and were talking, when they saw each other. Um, he seems like a really yes. legit dude. And you can tell in the pods early on, she seemed like she may have been a little self-conscious because at one point she's like, you know, I'm a little bit bigger than most girls, which she's a Which I appreciate on the show, too, yeah. uh, showing as as MySpace used to have when you could describe yourself more to love was an <laughs> <Yeah>. option. <laughs> um, I appreciate the visibility there. Um, but also it's like love is blind. The funny part is that no one is going to like see each other on the red carpet and be truly horrified. They're all good looking people. Yeah, so, pretty much. You know, <laughs> no one's like, oh my God, whoops. Like, no, they, they, even have to they put... acted that way. Still, we'll talk about it. Oh my God. Um, they're all very, very attractive. So, I mean. Well, they have to be on TV. Yes. So they need people to be drawn in. But yeah, I, I thought it was an interesting match when he met the family and the father and everything. It was a little bit of tension, but not really enough where you ever questioned it. It was just the only time that I was a little concerned is when he met her friends. Yes. And they were just like, oh, let's party. Let's do this. And he's like, I'm good. Like, what's up? Yeah, he, he definitely is the the beta in this situation. I think that's what needed. I don't think, like, kind of the strong. He, he's going to go with what Alexis says. And, and her. And that's what she needs. <laughs> on camera, basically calling out his sexual prowess the first time. And then he, she was just like, and then I just told him, I want to be thrown around, and we've been great ever since. I'm I like, mean, props to you, you girl. girl. Like, tell you. him what you want. You got to get that before the ring, yeah. before the marriage. So, well, she got the ring before, but, you know. Um, yeah, and then the family. The family could have scared him off for sure, especially with the, like, even if you guys don't stay together, you're supposed to, like, pay for everything that she wants still. Like, ob- I think that's a cultural, yes. cultural thing there. And also, her father was dating or married to somebody that's, what, a few years older yes, than her? Yeah. So, there yeah, you go. <laughs> you know, some things there. Um, and I love, he was, like, totally willing to change his life for her. He's like, sure, I'll take some Judaism classes. Sure, I'll do that. Like, I don't think Alexa was as as accommodating. But, you no, know, she was you not just need all. one person to accommodate to you. So, that worked out. So, I'm rooting for them. I think they'll, I think they'll make it. Yeah, I have not checked in to see if they're still together or not. But I have not heard anything to the contrary and basically i heard stuff on all the other couples so yeah there's that yeah yeah um i think next would be colleen and matt yeah this uh i went back and forth on this couple honestly because at first i was like colleen seems perfect for mm-hmm. cole 
This is going to be a disaster. They had their little flirtation thing one time, and then that was pretty much it on her end. And he is just so insanely jealous over everything. And her lifestyle and what she says she wants to do is go out, have fun, mm-hmm. be as young as she, like as possible. And he does not seem like he is willing to accommodate with that. I just, it seems like a very volatile relationship. Oh, are you kidding me? Yep. Yes. I mean, he brought up right from the start, he has his baggage about this long-term relationship he had where he was cheated on. And clearly the guy needs to go to therapy. I hope he is in it now because he carried that into the entire relationship. I mean, beyond just her wanting to go out and other men may be in a building she's in, FYI, Matt, he seemed like the type that if she thanked someone for getting a, you know, getting something for her, he'd be like, why did you wink at him? You winked at him. Why, why did you say thank you in that way? That was, that was, why were you flirting with him? Like, yeah. and are you kidding? If you, they're showing you that behavior before you get married, Red flag, red flag, red flag. Especially when Bartiz has to calm him down yes. and speak sense to him. Like, you're being ridiculous. If she's out with the girls having fun at a bar or whatever, relax, dude. He threatened to pack his bags a million times. He's and basically the bags? Genevieve from Bachelor in Paradise, <laughs> but on Love is Blind. You probably don't get that reference. But I don't. I don't. The other listeners will. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, he was dramatic and... And almost part of it was like, is this for the show? Because he would have this be like, he's packing his bag. I'm leaving. I, he would call like the other guys on the show. I'm leaving. I'm done. Like the drama of it. Like part of me was the performance of it. I read from him. And on top of that, like when they would, his fr- his actual friends would call him out on like, you're just stop running away. He like would laugh at it. Like, oh, I know. And he got like, uncomfortable in those conversations. Yeah. And I'm glad his friends They were like, dude, called it's you. Out. It's yeah. you. It's not her. It's you. She's great. She legitimately seemed great. Like almost too much so. So is there something that maybe we we're missing behind the scenes there? And at the reunion, I think everybody pointed out, she looked terrified. Yes. She was afraid to speak. She's like, I am so happy. Uh, it was freaking a hostage video. They were like, the time. blink if you if you would like to get away. Um, I only think the reason that from the union they're still together is because they don't live together. That is, to me, the only reason why they're still married. Yeah, that's right. That did come up yes. in the reunion. That's it. If they were in the same, either something bad, hopefully wouldn't happen, but could, or like they would be doomed. There's no way. But also, he's so jealous, you don't think he's like, what are you doing? Who's over there right now? Where are you? When they're not living together? So they they're, they're not going to last. They probably fight all the time. They probably fight all the time, yeah. is my guess. They're not going to last. I'm sorry. Colleen deserves better. Yeah. Done, done, yep. done. And he seemed like such a nice guy the first few episodes, too, because you didn't really see a lot from Matt in the pods. But when they were hanging out after they met, I'm like, oh, he seems okay. And then the first initial blow up, you're like, okay, there's the red flag. Here it goes. Yep. I guess maybe next would be Raven and SK. And the reason why I didn't have them at the top, because from the reunion, you kind of think they're in a good place. Of course, nope. they he turned her down at the wedding and then they um, revealed on the reunion that they're still they're actively dating, um, even though they live in separate states. Nope. The drama online just completely blew up. So in the beginning, Raven, like I, I loved her talking to uh, Bartise and she's working out as he's like revealing these sad Raven of his life. is so ridiculously selfish. You still and, have that opinion? No, I'm saying at the oh, beginning, yes. like that's okay. what I was thinking yes. in the pods. Like, there's no way her and SK make any sense. It seemed like her and Bartise because they both seem very self involved. Mm-hmm. Sorry to cut you off. Yes, no, 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 good point. So at first, you're like, okay, SK seems like he's saying all the right things. Raven seems like she was the one, and again, they said. They didn't show her falling in love with SK, but like it seemed very like they were having sex the first time. Not that you need to, but like all the other ones were raving about it. And SK is like, um, she doesn't even really want to sit super close to me on the couch. Like we're not even yeah. at that level yet. And it seemed like she wanted the idea of SK, but didn't whether she it was wasn't attraction with him. or it was like yeah. emotional. And then, but I truly believe the journey she went on, where it seemed like really? she was becoming more attracted or like having that deeper connection. And then when it got to the wedding, like I fully, when she had that moment with SK's mom, like I, I saw her change, like my opinion of her changed throughout the season. I agree with that to an extent. I just think they had zero chemistry mm-hmm. in what we saw. I think she liked the idea that his family was so involved and like she can kind of be with the mother and the sister. And she got that familial connection she was looking for, but I never got the vibe that they were, 
actually had legit chemistry and would make it work. But you could doubt, like you said, you could see her entire kind of personality shift throughout. And by the end, you ended up feeling pretty bad for her. That's interesting. I felt, I felt it at least, I, especially at the reunion. Like that seemed, you know, enough that they worked it out when he left her at the altar. Um, but clearly we found out later on that there's this huge blow up. He, they actually like weren't dating or do you know like the. So first off, is he crazy wealthy or something? Cause it made something no, like that, yeah. so, no sense to me that he's like, okay, so let's get married. Then I'm going to move away for a couple of years to California, leave you here. And she's like, okay, that's fine. Just as long as you pay for half of all my stuff. And he was like, yeah, whatever. It's cool. I was like, what is happening here? He's going to be a student and he's able to afford living in California and yeah. paying for his stuff. Because he kind of was showing himself as someone who's like, when I'm a student, like I'm not going to, I'm going to be eating ramen noodles in my dorm room. Yeah, that's how he, he was framing of, it. Yeah. It was but, weird. No. And then uh, obviously after, in the reunion, he kind of stood on the pedestal and was like, you can't treat your wife or your fiance that way. If it wasn't there, you need to leave. And he kind of tried to be the whole like good guy. Yes. And then we found out some stuff later. We certainly did that. There's this uh, woman from his past that he's actually been seeing and dating. And was it behind like Raven? I've heard some things that Raven was aware and that Raven wasn't aware. That was so what I heard is that I guess they had a conversation after he left at the altar where there was some like he's talking to somebody else. But then when they got back together, she was informed that that was done. And then there were the TikTok videos or stories that came out from this uh, this girl's, I guess, story or TikTok that showed her with SK after he has supposedly gotten back with Raven. Yes. All like sitting on his lap, kissing, out at clubs together, just pretty much the smoking gun. They were going on tr- these fancy yeah. trips like around the world. Oh, yeah. So they confirmed that they are now broken up. So I probably would have had them higher on the list until all this drama came out. So, So who's next then? Okay, so for me, it's going to be um, Zeneb and Cole. Zeneb and Cole are not last on your list, no. huh? No. Okay. At, before the reunion, they absolutely were. After now, with some time away from the finale, yeah, absolutely. So we've talked a little bit of our opinions on this couple, but like, where do you stand as of today? As Very of contra- today. I think the most controversial couple, and I don't think they should have been, but I think many people have been talking about this couple all right well i'm clearly team cole now let me preface that with yeah let me preface that with he wasn't a great guy right he at the beginning at least he did do a little flirtation thing with colleen he was trying to i guess grow that level of attraction with zenob but after that he really seemed like he was trying with zenob and he he's goofy he's kind of quirky and and likes to have fun which I did not understand how they chose each other at all. Cause yeah. in the pods, I was like, their personalities are not meshing at all. Yeah. I can't, she's very rigid and kind of, this is what we need to do. And he's like, Oh, let's just have fun and do whatever. So right off the bat, I was like, there's no way these people last. And then as you see them outside of the pods, I just, they, maybe it was the editing, but it really seemed like they just clashed at yes. everything. Yeah. He's trying to make her dinner and she's freaking out. He, he was making her the saddest, most unseasoned chicken on but, the plate. But so, he's like, hey, saying. I'm trying to do something nice and cook for you. And then she's basically like, get out of my way. Yeah. And then he gets the Nerf gun and she's like, get that out of here. And I did. Do you hear what you're saying, though? Yeah. Well, hey. I, <laughs> then he got the Nerf gun I, I, and she was like, oh, get out of my face for cooking. <laughs> I'm like, wild. Yeah, true. And then I, the big controversial thing was he asked her if she was bipolar. Yeah. I have done a little bit of digging into that after, and apparently they cut a big chunk of that conversation out of editing where she brought up like, well, like all the, I don't know if it was familial connection to bipolar or something where she kept bringing it up mm-hmm. and he claims that he was just like, so I was like, what, are you bipolar then? You keep bringing this up. Like essentially, is that something that is an actual concern? And the way they edited it was he came out of nowhere and was just like, what are you, bipolar or something? So you know, it's not a good thing to say <laughs> either way. Okay, keep keep showing your uh, Tim Cole. <laughs> well, if you want me to keep going here, the reunion is yes, where everybody I, feels uh-huh. bad about Cole because it was clear as can be to me. She breaks up with him at the altar. Fine. You don't want to be with him. Not a big deal. You have everybody's family and friends there and she just eviscerates him 
in front of everybody without giving him so much as a warning she was going to do that beforehand, which I think was really uncalled for. Her friend friends start clapping for her. Her speech she gave when she left him at the altar was like, I mean, my jaw was on the floor listening to it. Yeah, it was absurd. Brutal. Like, Brutal. I was like, she's going to say no, that's fine. But when she does that, it seems like she's doing that more for attention. And then leading up to the reunion, and I posted this on Twitter too, I think she got in everybody's ear, all of her castmates, all of her friends, to just give them a hint. Like, he's treating me like shit. He's telling me what I can and cannot eat. He's telling me where we can go. He's not respecting me and all this stuff. So when they got to the reunion, everybody was so totally against him because she planted that seed Mm -hmm. so much throughout that everybody just turned on Cole. And he was a broken man at the (laughs) reunion. And he was trying to stand up for himself like, I didn't, I didn't say that. Like, he's like, basically show the receipts. If I said that this doesn't make sense to me because I'm sorry to say it, but you're lying. And everybody, even Brendan, I felt bad for Cole. Cause he was like, this is crazy. Like I didn't say that. And Brendan's like, well, don't call anybody crazy. I'm like, all right, freaking relax, dude. All right. Clearly Alexa's over there just telling you what to say. And you just do everything. She tells you you're on a fucking leash. Like let's relax. And I went off on a tangent there, but then at the end of the reunion, it all ties together. She's like, he told me, I can't believe you're eating that. He's forcing me on what I can and cannot eat. And then they show the receipts. They show the cuties, quote unquote, incident where very just low key. He's like, oh, hey, you know, they're eating grapes or whatever they're eating. And then he's like, oh, we got a big fancy dinner tonight. And she Clementines. eats. Huh? The Clementines. Yeah, the yeah. Clementines. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, are you having two? And she's like, yeah, I um." You know, it's it's a serving. I've only had a banana today. And he's like, oh, why did you only have a banana? I, I asked you if you wanted this other thing I was picking up. You didn't want any. She goes, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm just basically trying to get um, dress ready. And he was like, all right, cool. And they and he was like, because we're going to have a massive dinner. Because they were going out to dinner. They were yeah. have like the steak dinner. And he's, he's like, like oh, make sure you save room because we're going to have a crazy yeah. dinner. It was the most innocent thing I've ever <laughs> seen. She took that and turned it into that he was forcing what she could and could not eat and was body shaming her, which is not what happened at all, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. And there was no cuts in that. That was just a straight clip. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. they showed Love the receipts. Blind is like, put some respect on my name. Um, okay. So my feelings on it. Now, I think when Cole and Zineb were in the rooms, again, the concept of just talking to someone, bare bones conversation, and then thinking you know someone is just obviously showing itself as not a practical way to do this, especially with the succession of couples, which is not very many. (laughs) Their odds are not great. Um, Cole kind of was showing himself this, like, you know, religion was a big tie for them, like, living God. Like, he had the flirtation. He had the humor. But it's different when someone is, like, jokey flirty and then, like, could be totally, like, business savvy or, like, serious and these other elements. And, like, he's the guy that, like, oh, we haven't, like, changed the sheets in, like, a month. Ha, ha, ha. Like, oh, let's play have a nerf fight in the living room when you're trying to, like, crunch the numbers for the bills. Like, he he's he's immature. Like, I think he he's showed himself to be immature. He's immature and should be married, 100%, yeah. To me, without knowing her in real life, Zineb, I think, obviously has these triggers or has had eating and, and self-esteem type things. Very insecure. As much as you say you're honest, it's very hard to be like, oh, what's your name? Write write their name in the notebook. And they'd be like, yeah, I have this long history of like self-doubt. And, and yeah, no. that's true. So to Cole's point, it, it takes a very savvy person to pick up on that. And maybe he could, you know, maybe you notice these things with certain disordered eating and different stuff. But he clearly didn't get that. He's not the guy to kind of notice that. Um, so I think she brought that baggage in and he made these comments and he didn't realize the the depth that they could hit for her. And she didn't really bring it up except for the the bipolar where she so, stood up for herself. Yeah. Right. So to me, it's like, yeah, he didn't have that awareness and picking up on that, but also like he's just supposed to know that, you know what I mean? And so I think from when they met, it really is like, she's a very a type personality, like perfectionism order, all that. And even though they share a similar career, they clear like that's not his vibe. He, he, I mean, some of the comments he said, you could say, like, things were taken a certain way, but he said, some of those comments he said, even just the way he, I mean, he went on about Colleen, the way that he, like, would dismiss. He was not ready to be married. I I just think the way she just tore him down was uncalled for. And even to the point where 
the whole season he is he's being a little too kind of like laissez-faire right yeah. just like oh whatever it's fine and she's, we'll figure it out yeah she's been very rigid but then you have these situations where it does seem like they had like a legit connection at points yeah. and it seems like he really tried and then she's like well you throw your towel on the ground I'm like she shouldn't have to tell you that a million freaking times just do it i don't know why it's such a big deal for her and you don't care at all but you could see that they had fissures in the relationship i just didn't think that it needed to be so dramatic as how she turned it out to be. And then calling him out like, oh yeah, you went to the strip club after. And all the guys there are like, oh, well, if he did, we weren't there basically. But nobody stood up for him truly, except for Matt saying, I don't know what happened. I just got in the Uber and went home, but I wasn't at a strip club with anybody. And he's like, I never said that. Show the receipts. If I said that to you, tell the people. To me, the the villain turn was just the performance of the reunion like yep. i don't know if she's trying to get the sympathy deep tea from season two look but like i mean the the stuff she's trying to go off the momentum of like the things that we had seen from cole but it it went the other way for me i was like 100 i don't believe half of what she's saying it's like she's just trying to i mean cole literally he when you say broken man i mean his soul had left his body he just I mean, the fact that he even showed up, I give him props because he was getting it from the audience. He was getting it from the hosts. He was getting it from his peers on the stage. You Women in general online, like clear, this, he's like, I don't even want to date anywhere. I believe that. And maybe some, some parts of him could be humbled because I don't know what thriving relationship he'd have acting the way that he did. He, he needed That's to true. mature. I think what you said is right on. Yeah right on the the nail on the head. Is that the term (laughs) that uh, it was a performance by her at the reunion where she was trying to garner the sympathy because she thought the edit of the show favored Cole and she wanted to point that out and tear him down. And to his credit in the reunion, he was like, I didn't say that he stuck up for himself when he said he didn't do those things, but he never tore her down. Really? He was just like, I am sorry that I hurt you. I didn't realize it this bothered you that way. I wish we would have had a conversation about it. He was very classy in how he handled the situation at the reunion, even with SK freaking tearing him down, who goes and cheats on Raven like a day later. Like, what I the know. hell? Why, why do men men? I mean, I don't know if you've had this in your life, but like the flirtatious, like someone that you're seeing or someone that like you're a friend or like you, you have that, you have that chemistry that like, you know, sexual or just like that, like banter, like, but you know, like practically the way the other person lives their life is just not compatible. It's like you enjoy that when you're hanging out with them, but you're just like, yeah, but we could never like really date. You know what I mean? Like I've definitely had that. And I think she knew from the beginning, I think when they started talking and hanging out, I think she knew. Yeah. So when she had that like listing of just destroying him at the altar, like, she could have said that before. She could have said that before. Yeah, or she could have hinted like I, this stuff really bothered me, and they could have had a conversation instead right. of just. So they were doomed. The she knew, you know, and and you know, whatever. So they're doomed, and good luck, good luck, you two. You need some maybe some some self work is what I'd say to those two. And now we are on to yes. the last couple here, mm-hmm. just lovely old Nancy and Bartise, and I'm just gonna cede the floor <laughs> to you on this. Go for it. Okay, so I'm going to argue that the real villain of the show is Bartise and the fact that he pretty much remained mostly unscathed on the stage at their union bullshit. was such bullshit. Yep. Poor Nancy. Nancy, sweetheart. I literally have that in my notes. Poor Nancy, she is <laughs> Poor great. Poor Nancy, you're great. Like, when you followed him at the altar after he made the decision not to marry you at the altar, I hope you were going to follow if he didn't. I just, like, let him go, Nancy. He did you the best service yeah. by saying no. It was June from the start. Bartise was the villain. When they were in bed at the beginning, and he, he clearly, like, he liked Nancy, or uh, Raven, in the He in was second-guessing his decision immediately, yeah. And the reason why he was like between Nancy, so from the start he was Nancy Raven, Nancy Raven, but Raven was doing some uh, calisthenics as he's like talking about his life. And, and let so me he just was turned say, off from that. Before you continue, mm-hmm. he is such a damn pseudo intellectual. Yes. I can't. He tries yes. to say things in a way that makes him sound smart, but he doesn't believe it, and he's not intelligent. It's full of shit. You know, okay, he's got an accounting degree. He's probably a smart guy. The way he talks, though, is so demeaning and talks down to people because yep. he tries to be on the high horse. Back to you. 
absolutely gaslight her. Um, I don't know if he's compensating for his age because he's 25. Nancy's older and he wanted to like kind of show himself as more mature. I mean, yeah, could be. when they're on the bed afterwards and he, he just like literally a 10, 15 minute rant about how attractive he is, how attractive Raven is and how if they were at the bar, people would just assume they're together because they're so beautiful together and they fit and like, Oh, Nancy, we have an emotional connection, but I mean, me and Raven, like that was drunk and just let it spew oh, out. It was my, crazy. And Nancy just sat there cuddling the pillow, just looking utterly destroyed and i'm like why are you still with him after why are, that? you should have walked out not said a word and walked out it only got worse from there the gaslighting the constant like questioning of her actions but it was always his actions and then to me the worst is when he one of the worst is when they had the conversation about if they abortion. had a baby with special yeah. needs how she worked in healthcare for so many years and she would ultimately depending on the situation, maybe make a decision not to continue caring if there was something that would cause the baby, you know, yeah. lifelong effect. And he was just, you know, abortion opinion aside, they had a debate. And then clearly he was turned off from Nancy at that point, brought it up to his family when Threw she met her them. right under a bus. Yes. And he just sat there quietly and let, you know, I mean, his sister was bawling. That was so dramatic. I was like, oh, my God, are you effing kidding me? That he was... knew how his parents felt. I'm sure they yeah. had that conversation growing up. My theory on that is she brought up that he was more attracted to Raven, mm -hmm. to the family, yep. and it kind of pushed him down a peg. And his retaliation for that was, all right, fine. You want to take me down? Screw this. I'm going to tell them about abortion. I feel like that's what was happening is in his yes, head. Yes, yeah, so Just immature. to throw her under the bus. It was so immature. Oh, yeah. He knew how his family felt. He he did something that, I mean, obviously they were acting like th she had a knife over a baby was how the <laughs> dramatics were happening yeah. to that family. Um, and he just sat there like, oh, well, you know, so that he could say, well, my family just, you know, our morals, quote, unquote. I was like, you Immorals. and Nancy held. She did not wave to like trying to be a certain way to the family. Like, no, this is her. what I believe. I was like, Nancy, you are. Oh, my, thank you. Thank you. Nancy, you are better. So better off. And the fact that when he said he couldn't marry her and she like followed him out and like they had to talk about it. I was like, Nancy, leave, leave. Her or whole, let your her brother, brother beat was, his ass. <laughs> I wish I would. The whole family should have gained up. The mom for sure. The way he talked to her mom, like get out of here. We're talking. And that's how you know the people, yes. how they yes. really are in those situations of high stress where he just spoke to her mother like that was rude. The brothers and everything. Yes. And I'm glad her family was like, no, this is bullshit. Yes. You know, and her brothers kind of pressed him when they met the family. Like, all right, so are you like going to be with her forever? And are, if she gains a hundred pounds, are you still going to be there? He's like, well, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like that won't happen. So I don't think I should have to worry about it. And they're like, clearly you don't want yes. to marry our sister. And then we find out the reunion that he was basically off on a ship with another girl like the next day. So clearly yeah. like, and the suit with Lux was a great point because that's exactly how I was talking to yep. her. You know, it was so ridiculous. I mean, he's a true villain. So he sucks and she's yeah. the best. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The whole season, I'm like, Nancy, just leave this <laughs> Nancy, ass. Leave, just leave him. <laughs> Stop, please. Please. Um, so, yeah, that is our Love is Blind wrap up. Any other comments, feelings? Are you going to watch season four? Is I think Shirley's I'm now hooked come? and I'll have to okay. watch season four. And also, it kind of reminds me of another show that's going to be coming up here soon The Circle, which we're yes, going to have to check in on. For Which sure. they just throw those seasons out like every eight weeks, it seems. Like, I can't believe it. I'm into it, though. We, ha we had a layoff during COVID, so I'm into it. Let's go. So now let's go into... The challenge. All right. So we have season 38 of The Challenge, Rider Dies. And let me just start off, Kayla. We talked about the challenge untold history kind of documentary and the first episode earlier on like what eight weeks ago yes, seven eight weeks yes. ago at this point we just talked about the premiere just the premiere and i'm loving the season yes i love the theme i love the teams i love that they're not changing teams every four minutes it creates more more drama i was kind of out on the dagger situation at first but i love it i like it now because it just creates more and more chaos in the house because yep. Pretty much everybody at this point is going to be thrown in to have to choose a dagger and go into the zone. So starting off with that, loving the season so far. How about you? Uh, totally. This has revamped my interest in the challenge because it just 
there's so many things that are just now becoming every season of the challenge. The veterans get out the rookies. We don't even know who these rookies are. Um, you know, everyone has to get to a final. It's the same people in the final. It's the same drama. Like just boring, be boring. The arenas, same challenges, boring. The the who's picking who. You can predict it from the start. I, honestly, like again, I said before in our challenge episode, rewatching the history of the challenge made me go, wow. I used to be super excited about so many parts of the challenge, and now sometimes I'm watching it like yeah. it's the news. Like, okay, yeah. What happened this week? You're not right. really so invested. And there were parts of old challenge that were good that doesn't have to be just like, let's how many explosions can we fit in one truck jumping challenge? The pyro budget just off the charts. <laughs> I love having to pick four teams. I love how sloppy some of these veterans are being. Well, Nelson, that's predictable, right? Nelson is just a sloppy player, and I've just grown to love him so much, though. <laughs> oh, but I yeah. love this turn for you with I... Nelson. Jay and Michelle just fucking it up left and right. You know, Bananas... Bananas being bananas. How I, I miss him a little bit on the confessional. Again, I can never root for him for justice for Sarah, but I missed him on there. Some of the the older veterans, like how they're, you know, dev, like how these, the, the relationships between them all are being challenged, I think, a bit. Especially when you have to pick four teams, you know, especially when they got all the easy rookies out, quote unquote, and now they're having to pick their friends. I love it. Well, yeah, and then you have, like, uh, Durrell and Victoria, or Veronica, sorry, and you know, know they have no chance to win a final. I, they're, like, couldn't move any slower, Veronica, and then they get to the the yeah. they get to the puzzle, and none of them remember what happened. They just walked back. I was like, you guys. Yeah, what are you guys doing? And you could tell Durrell kind of checked out, like, well, Veronica can't run at all. Yeah. We're, we're just walking, and hopefully we'll memorize everything, and then she forgot everything. So... I think he checked out at that point and it's just like, well, if we go in, we go in and I'll try to win and make it to a final and hopefully I can change partners in a final, but they didn't stand a chance. Once you get nominated once, pretty much, you're going to go back into that right. four every time unless you or your closest ally wins. So it, it's unfortunate they had to leave, but I think it makes it more interesting for the game with them gone now. Yes, yes, I completely agree. I mean, the team that I'm so rooting for is still in, although they're not really impressing me. I got, I'm not going to lie. The Devin and Tori, they're not – they're always great when they – their friendship. Always love to watch that. Yeah. I love their confessionals. Very funny. Performance-wise – now, I think they are honestly not trying to win, so I they don't have that. to. I heard that. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard Devin was on a podcast with Johnny Bananas, yeah. and Johnny Bananas basically said, if we see that somebody we're close to is kind of close to winning, we're not trying to win. Right. And Devin said pretty much the same thing. He's like, well, we go into the challenges trying to win, but then if we see somebody we're aligned with is performing well, we're just like, all right, cool. We don't want to have that pressure. Yeah. And they're... And that's a strategy so that you that, don't get blood on your hands. I heard that on the puzzle, especially when you have to pick four teams, which is why yeah. it was so crazy to me that Nelson was going as hard as he could, knowing that when he was first up, he had like a great system. Yeah. And then it was like, you're trying for it again when it's going to get really, you know, you're going to be the one to basically pull the trigger on some of your friends. After like, Jay and Michelle botched back-to-back -back oh wins. Oh, my God. They had such an opportunity to make alliances, make a move. They're performing well in the challenges. The first nomination, they botch it because they don't nominate Johnny and Nani. Yes. And everybody gets pissed, and then basically an irrelevant team goes home. And then they botch it again by then not staying true to the people that they were the first go-round and picking others. And I lo love Jordan. And these last couple of weeks, you can tell why I love Jordan. He just pokes right at Jay. He goes, pokes. Well, stop being so weak. You're yeah. so weak. You can't make a decision. And he's basically making Jay freak out. Jay throws them in. Jordan and Anissa win. And he just looks. He goes, what I tell you? what I tell you? You're going home next week. What happened? Jordan and Anissa win. Send Jay and Michelle home the next week. Don't screw with Jordan, especially in an elimination. In the dailies and a final, he's got no chance because Anissa can't run. And I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. Anissa, if you know you're going here, let's do a little bit more cardio. Let's get in better shape. 
Jordan is starting to get frustrated. You can tell where he's like, yeah. I need to run. Come on. Because he is an insane athlete. He's the best athlete in the world, I think. Bar none. You know that I relate to Anissa on the performance issue because I, too, would be on the struggle bus. She said a line that said, I'm built for comfort, not speed. And I go, same, girl. Same. But finals are built for endurance. That's like <laughs> know, the whole thing of finals. Yeah, you have to be able to do puzzles. But if you're three days behind the people in front of you, it doesn't matter if you do the puzzle. But also, like, then partner with someone who is good and can push you like Jordan pushes her and help you in some areas that you're just not going to perform the best. So yeah. honestly, like, she's doing the most with what she can. You know what I mean? Yeah, I so. I hear that. And I think Jordan has been a pretty good partner so far where he's been trying to push her and she's been reeling him in when, when she needs to, which is fine. It's just... When they get to a final, it's going to change because Jordan's going to freak out if she's not keeping up with him and anybody's close to passing them or they're not in first place. And I just felt like after they won this last daily challenge, Anissa, when she gets power, she does get a little kind of like too big for her britches, right? She's like, well, what are you going to do for me? And I have seen it start to turn people off. Like, Anissa, you won one competition jordan's carrying your ass in these other ones stop acting I mean, like I you're put an a little more respect than anisa as i have in our challenge discussions yeah, um i know you know it's such a conflicting thing for me because i love jordan i can't stand anisa <laughs> yeah i just i don't know you win especially with how they did it from their blow up in that discussion and then they they picked her michelle and jay picked her them to be in yeah. first like i don't mind that she returned back to them like yeah you know you fucked up. You put us in. We survived. And now you're screwed. So I, I didn't hate that. I, I felt like that was valid. I feel like they were the most work. real in the deliberations of anybody. Yes. Because some of the people going like, oh, I'll work with you. And then they throw them in anyway. It doesn't matter. And I appreciate that Jordan is not so much like you have to win. It's he gets upset when people aren't doing the best that they can. Yes, exactly. To the point where he's even complimenting competitors in the, you know, when they're it's all about giving max home. effort for Jordan. Yes. If you lose and you gave max effort, that sucks. But exactly. if you're like just taking it easy and letting something go by, that's when he freaks out. Yes, exactly. Um, Michelle and Jay. I mean, I like Michelle in general. She just is getting the villain spot. Like it just seems like she's saying every yeah. wrong thing. She's doing every, you know. I was but, rooting like, her for on her. Survive, like her as a person. She I got think, so paranoid yeah. and she made so many stupid mistakes, especially coming from Survivor. You think uh -huh. she'd have more of a mental fortitude to work through these, but she talks all this shit to Laurel and Jack and then is basically like, no, never mind. We want to work with you and then throws them in anyway and pisses yeah. them off. I'm like, what, what is your strategy here? If you're going to throw them in, throw them in. Don't try to make friends with them and then throw them in because what happens is they don't respect your move. And they're against you. So it's not even like you told us ahead of time, we respect it. It's fine. We'll win and come back. It's we don't respect it because you lied yep. to our faces. And then we're going to go in and try to come back. So it they just were super sloppy. Jay thought he was freaking big dog there for a minute. Like, relax, Jay. Relax. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I had been rooting for Jay before I had watched him on this season just because I felt bad that as a rookie, like, they were just every week he had. And he was winning, you know, until he yeah. couldn't because he just kept getting thrown in every time. I felt bad. They weren't, like, giving him a chance at all. Whatever sparks sometimes a veteran see in a certain rookie, like a Tory or something that makes them go, or Devin, like, yeah. Uh, maybe we'll carry them a little further. Like she just, he did not have, and he didn't help himself out this season too. I mean, it was a very clear year on time, bar yeah. time. So I'm not surprised. So the teams we have remaining right now, yep. just a kind of quick recap. We won't go through all the eliminations yeah. and stuff, but eight teams are left. We got Anissa and Jordan, yep. Nani and Bananas, uh, Thessal and Mariah, Nelson and Narice, Amber and Chauncey. They're not long for this world. Horacio and Olivia, who get thrown into elimination every damn time and are just beasting it. Everybody loves yep. Horacio. Casey and Kenny, who we haven't really seen much of yet. No. They're being pretty disappointing. They're just kind of riding Casey's coattails. And then Devin and Tori, which I think are probably leading the game. They're kind of running it at this point. They appear to be in a good spot. But I also think Devin is trying too hard to make these deals and they're going to backfire at some point. Oh, yeah. When they start to have conflict about like making who is it they were trying to give an extra deal to they're like let's extend our deal with i think it was jay and uh jay and they michelle. had one with jay and michelle then they had one i think with uh 
what Amber and Chauncey for a week. They, he's doing these like one two yes, challenge yes. deals, and you know sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Tori's like, I want to leave Devin in the politicking, but she's just like, you know, he's like, no, no, we're not doing, we're, yeah, you know. So that's an interesting dynamic between the two. He can't play a laid back game. He needs to try to be scheming. He is, he's tries to be like Wes. I think he's a little bit more subtle. Wes, everybody realized what he was doing, yeah. and it turned against him after the you know eighth time he did it. Devin, he's still early enough in in the game where he hasn't had a lot of power because he's not the best competitor, but he's a solid competitor, oh, yeah. and he's gotten better. He's gotten yes. better endurance, strength. He's smart, and he's now trying to do it from the shadows. He's trying to yes. keep the vets happy while also trying to get some of the vets out. Yep. And once that kind of clicks with the vets, especially when you have to nominate four teams, and it seemed like this last episode, they're like, the only reason they would have gone at us and not Devin and Tori is if Devin and Tori have a deal with right. whoever won the challenge, which in this case was Nelson and Norris, right? Yes. Won the last which one. is growth because I think Devin, when he started, was just like, I'm going to destroy all the veterans. It didn't work out for him well. Yeah. He was trying to be an eviler Wes. Um, and now I think he's very much about loyalty. I mean, I remember the Tory Devin blow up not too long ago, a couple seasons ago, yeah. when he was upset with what she did and that put him in a bad spot. So, I mean, also, you're starting to see more of the relationships outside of the game affecting it. Like, there was a lot of discussion about not wanting Casey and Nani to go against each other because, I mean, that was pretty painful during the fight. I'm not going to lie. That was that bad. That was just terrible. It was yeah. hard to watch. Um but it's like from a competitive, yeah, don't you kind of want – I mean, don't you want to break that up? Or you do. They're not ever going to go against each other. So it's like I, some of the stuff with Nelson, it's like why they do have this like protect them. And I'm just like, you guys want to win, right? Right? Nelson has never been <laughs> claimed to be a strategic mastermind. Yes, yes. Nerys is a rookie in this game. So she's, she's figuring she's things out. She's doing pretty good. But she's, she's a damn good competitor. She's a beast, yeah. And it seems like her and Jordan got a little thing yeah. going on, which I imagine is going to ruffle some feathers sure. with somebody some else in the feathers, house. Yeah. Tori. So we'll <laughs> see how that all plays out here the next couple of weeks. But Nerys, Olivia, and Horacio – have all been really impressing me so far as competitors. And everybody loves Horacio. He he yes. will win a final yes. if he's in a final by himself. He he's a soccer player. Him and Jordan would just run for days. Oh yeah, if they yeah. Could. For sure, for sure. It's a good they just have good there's good dynamics at play. Some people are playing a little safer game than others. I mean, Nelson, I mean <laughs> bad. Bad. Yeah. And <laughs> it sucks that it's the first two daily challenges he's won in five years yes. or six years or whatever it is. You have to nominate four teams. So he immediately blows up his game. And maybe they're winning because people don't want to win as much. So there's less competition to go against when you have to nominate four teams. And it gets you in that spot, especially with seven, eight, nine teams left. You're nominating more than half the house. That's only going to put you in a bad spot unless it breaks perfectly on the draw. Yeah, just just some interesting moves. I... You know, I was talking to our friend of the pod, Kayla, and she's not feeling this season at all, which I found so surprising to me because I'm like, this is like resurging my love of the challenge. And she was just not interested in the dynamics, the like the dagger thing, like just was not. And to me, it's like it's incorporating some old and the new. And I think now that they've gotten rid of some of the rookies that I was so bored watching, yeah. um, this is like good challenge right now. This is good stuff. I'm into it. Yeah, and every team left has at least one vet on it besides Horacio and Olivia, right? That's yeah. the rookie team, so they're going to keep going in. But I, I'm really excited to see how this season plays out. I imagine you're going to have like five teams make the final, so maybe we have three weeks left until the first leg of the final. And with Ryder dies, you need to make a make a really difficult final. We've had a couple recently. Yes. It's been like, eh, all right. Yes. I want freaking Battle of the X's two style where people are freezing on a glacier like let me get that type of final you know what i'm okay with that i want people standing up all night because one of their partners has yeah to you don't get to sleep watch. that's no. bullshit you don't i want sleep. people vomiting in buckets and tears crying down i i love all that give it to me yes please. make it a free freaking episode final i don't care let's let's make it go across a week they don't get to sleep for an entire week i let's just suffer <laughs> we want suffering <laughs> that might be a little much but okay. you get what i'm saying like i, I do, want the I intensity do of the final battle. I completely agree and hopefully that's what we'll get. So far, so good. Okay. Let's get to Survivor. 
All right. Sorry to all of our Survivor fans on the lack of Survivor updates, but we got it for you today. We've um, been very, very busy people lately. There's been and, so uh, many things, you guys. So many things. We're out here surviving. <laughs> I mean, not really because we can eat more than rice, but it's like we are, okay? Um, our teams. Let's just go right from the teams, and then we'll talk about some how to the last few okay. episodes. Not great for me. I'm uh, I'm riding off of one player right now, which is Carla, who who I had an eye for at the beginning. I thought she might be the one to get at least this close, but that's it. I've lost James. I've lost Justine. I've lost Neca, and I've lost Janine. I have a total of 79 points. A lot of your people went out early in the season. Yes. I was like, oh, God's big brother all over again. And I was really hoping my team would be able to capitalize on that a little bit more. But right now, I only have Owen and Cody left. Yep. I had Ellie go home pretty early. And then Ryan and Noel went two out of three eliminations. And I really liked rooting for them, but they were trying to make too many moves. Owen, always on the outside of the vote, but somehow just stays. He calls himself the Charlie Brown of the show. Yeah, pretty much. And Cody, nobody's really mentioned Cody's name. He's running the game with Jesse a little bit. And I have a total points of 85 right now. Yes. So not too bad. I, like I said, I've been helped by um, James and, and Carla a bit. But yeah, it was a little like every week. And I was like, good God, is this is the crown slipping off the head? Yeah. It's not quite centered on it right now. So <laughs> I don't know. But anything can happen in Survivor. Let's talk about some things we like, we don't like about this season. Can I say Cassidy? A real surprise for me. Uh, do you believe in the Cassidy curse that they're saying? If you, know, you go for Cassidy, that means someone else is going home. I I'm starting to believe it. She is playing a better game than I thought early on. Yep. Once you hit the merge, she's been doing a couple shady dealings here and there. And the only blowback is let's just get Cassidy out right. because every time we do, she doesn't go home. Yes. And she still has that relationship with Carla, which is key. Carla seems to be wavering on that a little bit, but I'm liking her gameplay the last few weeks. She was she's been a real surprise. Also the fact that Michael Garber's still in the show. Also, Gabler. Gabler. Yeah. I thought he would be gone like week one, week two, and said it was half my team. Um, <laughs> um I I just yeah, I I'm constantly surprised by her. And she did say at the beginning that she was gonna play a slow building game. Yeah. That when it got closer to the end is where she was gonna start, you know. She wanted immunity, yeah. which was big. She doesn't really have any advantages or idols right now, which is unfortunate for her, but she's not in a bad spot. There's six contestants left. You got Cassidy, Carla, Gabler, Baffling, Cody, Owen, and Jesse. So it's a pretty decent mix of people that are remaining. It is a pretty good mix. And even Cassidy being observant enough to bring up the fact that women were being voted out a couple episodes ago and like maybe we need to start paying attention to the bigger picture. Um, I really enjoyed James versus Owen at the water well when like they're just not the way that people try to hoard they're like well i don't know who i'm gonna vote for i guess we'll see like and owen just he is the charlie i'm not gonna lie he is the charlie brown of the season like whatever you're safe you're safe what did they say last episode like you're safe don't worry about it no one's like um that means i'm totally not safe like the way that people you know owen at least understands that he's at the bottom every time because he is but it's just like so funny man the way people like try to pretend they're not going for him and he's constantly he is, on the table he is so <laughs> overthinking and paranoid but justifiably so if that makes yes, sense yeah, because yes because yes they're coming every, for him <laughs> he has been out of pretty much all but one vote this season it's baffling that he's still in the game i think he didn't pose too much of a threat and he doesn't really have any big advantages or anything but then he won this last elimination mm-hmm. and i think he knew it he's like i need to pull this one home and that water the tide changing elevation. That was crazy. I loved it. And even Cody. Last gasp challenge. Yeah. Last gasp challenge. Cody, who's kind of like leaving, leaving the great swimming down, coming back up for air, (laughs) trying to do everything he can. And then they just gave it to Carla and Owen. Who are on both of our teams. Carla, who was right up with Owen. I I will say that it really looked like the Carla and Owen side of the greats. Yeah. The water level was a little lower. (laughs) I don't know if that makes any logical sense, but it was closer to the um, to the dock or whatever. It seemed like they had a little bit more room over there. I'm just saying. But I mean, they lasted two hours, and I always three. It was three over or three, three hours. I yeah. always love it when Jeff is like, "Fuck," and he's like, "Well, the tide is gone. I can't keep you in the water for 24 hours till the tide comes back." So I 
guess you both win. You're like, I love that they can kind of, obviously, they're not trying to kill anyone out here. So And Cody, who got the advantage in order mm-hmm. to uh, pick who he thought would win if it wasn't him, he chose Owen. So yep. three people out of the seven were safe, which makes it tough for everybody. It sure does. But I just have to say, when they were looking for that advantage, Maybe it's just us as a viewer. It was in the most obvious place, and that maybe yes. that's why people didn't see it. It's posted right up to a wall. People are walking by. They're staring at it. They're leaning on the wall, and they're looking at all Brutal. these crevices. Brutal. And then finally, Cody's just like leaning against it and almost makes eye contact when it's like, wait, is that different? <laughs> there was a big green mark on it. It's not like it was part of the tree. Like, how did nobody? I really think people are so used to like I'm gonna have to stick my arm in like this hidden yeah. thing of branches. They just that overlook it in front they of their face. Totally do not. Yes, even yeah. the one sometimes last night when it was like by the fire, like literally a note hidden yeah. in the sand by the fire. It just is like so funny to me. Um, or they go to the tree and it's the tree over, <laughs> like classic to me. Um, Carla, I mean she's my ride or die at this point right now, but you know I'm a little. She's been so strong, but I'm a little worried about the like. You know, there's a lot of duos going on right now, and I think she's been catering a little bit to the Jesse-Cody duo, letting them kind of be a little stronger. Yeah. And then turning on Cassidy. I was a little like, don't burn the Cassidy curse. Don't burn yourself here, Carla. Like, you're being – you have been playing very well. Like, I'm – again, all my bones are riding on her right now at this point, but I'm like, come on, Carla, keep it together. Keep it together. I love her story. Um when they were doing the climb, I, I hate it when there's challenges where you have to like run up a wall and then jump yeah. up. And who was it? Ryan that was like upside down. Pulling Carla her up. was, I mean, he was getting a shoot in the face for sure yeah. as she crawled up. Like it's just so hard. I always felt that on uh, Ninja Warrior. What is that show? Yeah. American, American Ninja, Ninja Warrior. Warrior. Yeah. I'm like, oh God. Yeah. I would just hit wall. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's why you have a team. Caitlin. Yeah, that is why I have a team for sure, for sure. So I, I'm liking the season. I was telling you earlier that you have a great. Like I thought last episode was really good. And it's going back and forth. Good episode, yes, bad episode. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I think some of it is just they're in this new era too, where they're you know shorter season. There's the, all these advantages. Like they're I think playing been, around with stuff, and I, I yeah. it's not all hitting for me. I agree. I think they've reduced the amount of crazy advantages than they did last season, and I think it's making the gameplay a little better. There's still stuff here and there. My big annoyance with the season so far, and I think we share this, is up until a couple weeks ago, they were spending 15 to 20 minutes at Tribal every single week. Like, do we really need to have the same conversations over and over? Oh, I don't know if you know this, but trust is currency in this game, and uh, people are changing conversations. I don't know who I can believe. I really wish I had immunity. I'm just hoping that my alliance is staying strong and going with me. Yeah, we know. You say the same thing every damn episode. Let's get the la- cut it down to the last 10 minutes, please. All they're doing is re-asking the same questions every week and pretending they're a new they're going to create a new insight into the game. Yeah. It's the same stuff. We don't know who to trust. I could be the one going in. Friendships turn foes. It's the same. And then it gets Camp was crazy after we got back from eliminate or after yeah, the immunity I, challenge. I want it's almost like I want to fast forward it. I just want to get to the voting. It's, I've been thinking the same thing, yeah. Because it's brutal. It's just it's not adding any element. I'm not getting again. The fewer questions and the allows you to pick better questions, so you might get something yeah. where like, oh, they just t- were talking about so and so, you know, like when it's f- are they holding up cue cards? Like, also, how are they getting these liners? Like, am I am I supposed to believe they're all just like you know, sometimes you're in the fire and sometimes you're out? Like, I'm just literally like, I will say, I enjoy rolling. the one thing I enjoy is when mostly Sammy and Jesse yeah. who try they need to chime in every time cuz they need to try to sound smart and Sammy really showed the last couple weeks <laughs> well, that he is really young and immature and deserved to go home. He's 22 though, you know. Yeah, he's 19 <laughs> and he just deserved to go. But they just start these analogies and then it just falls off and you're yeah. like that doesn't make any sense with what you're talking about. And Jesse did that recently with I can't even remember what it was, but he was like, "Yeah, so like when you pick up a porcupine. I don't even remember what it was, but it made no sense. I'm like, this is not like with the game at all. I don't know what you're talking about, Jesse. And to go with that, I can't stand Jesse. He needs to go home. Like, yes. just he sucks. Yes. I'm sorry. I I've totally turned on him. I mean, interesting personalities this season. But honestly, like, 
You know, did you hear that Jeff contradicted himself? You know, he's always talking about this is a harder game, fewer food, fewer rewards. And then last episode, he was like, oh, we're going back to old Survivor, uh, where it was a little bit harder. I'm like, mm, a little telling there, Jeff. Yeah. Maybe you don't, you're agreeing that it's not so hard. Too many rewards. You know. <laughs> Yeah, you, you want them to get no rewards every time you're like, oh, they had a they had a piece of a vegetable, rice and porridge for you. <laughs> like, oh my god. I'm okay with a reward challenge every so often, but when it's every time you win immunity, you get a reward and you get to pick three people to get the reward with you, that's too much. Like, let's let's separate it out every so often or when you have to do the thing where four people need to sit out to win a reward. I like that once a season. That's interesting dynamic. But come on. Survive. It's called Survivor. You know, stop uh, eating six gallons of rice and, uh, you know, fish that they cooked for you and a barbecue chicken sandwich. They had pizza and beer the other day. Remember they used to boil water? I mean, you know, real rough. I miss the auctions. Can we bring those back? Do you remember those? I miss them. That was from a while back. I know. I liked it. I liked when they had to barter and steal for, like, a kernel of corn. You know? I'm into it. So I couldn't do it. So props to you guys. But, yeah. So... One thing, just the only thing from the tribals that I really enjoyed, and we talked about this before we started recording today, is you had everybody paranoid a few weeks ago with their idols, and they're handing them to different people so that they don't get stolen. And Noelle gives it to Dwight so that she wouldn't go home. The vote changes to Dwight because that idiot self told everybody or told one person he had it who told everybody and you can see the pain in her eyes as she realized what's happening. She's reaching her hand back, like begging Dwight, give me my idol. Give me my idol back. And Dwight just doesn't even acknowledge it and leaves with her idol in his pocket, devastating for Noelle. And then she goes home a couple weeks Which later. Which is right play for Dwight. Absolutely. You're voting me out. See, I'm taking Well, any Noelle didn't vote him out, though. She was on the outside of the vote Still, that time. Still, I'd be yeah. like, screw it. I, I'd be the one burning it down on the ground. You voted <laughs> me out. You're out. Revenge. That's fair. Um, However, so dumb on Noelle's part. You never give your idol. It is gold. It is currency. Yep. Like, so, I mean, just poor playing strategy there. Poor play. So bad. So bad. So that was all on her, and she went home for it. The so. only two idols left are on each of our teams, Cody and I Carlo, know. right? I know. I guess we'll have to see. So how are you feeling about your team so far? You got two. I got one. I really enjoyed my team up until two weeks ago. Yeah. I still like Cody. Owen, I'm nervous about, but the fact that I'm confident about Cody means that it's going to ship because people have started mentioning Jesse's name and Cody's yes. pretty aligned with Jesse, but he's pulling much less of the strings. So that could hurt him in the end or it could help him because right. he's not the one getting the blood on his hands. I don't know. How are you feeling about Carla? Last episode made me a little worried. I'm not going to lie, but I feel, I still, and I, I still feel the same feelings I had at the beginning of the season that she just something about like her description of herself or just like that. I knew she could go the distance. Yeah. She was a top for me. Like even going through, I'm like, Carla is going to, Yeah, now that she's done complaining about her hurt hand, get (laughs) over it. You're on survivor. You got a little cut on your hand. You're fine. I I really can't. I can't with you. It was rope burn. And she's like, oh my God, I can barely lift anything. Really? You held on to that grapevine for three hours. Stop complaining, getting the sympathy from the people in place. Have a heart, Justin. Have a heart. (laughs) Not if you want to win survivor. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. We're, we're in a dangerous time period. You know, we got jury members forming now. Um, two of my players are on the jury, and we'll just have to see. I want to ask you, who do you think is the strongest player right now? The strongest player um, left in the game? I, I say think, Cassidy. I think it's Jesse. Okay. I think it's Jesse. I don't want it to be, but I think he is the top dog right now. Okay. Okay. Still have to see. Both people not on our team. So Yeah, it's unfortunate. <laughs> but that, that's how I see it right now. Okay. Uh, predictions. Anything you want to say with the future of Survivor? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's been shifting back yeah. and forth so much. I, I predict Cassidy is going to make the final four. Okay. And I don't know about the final three because then you get to fire and all that stuff. So I think Cassidy... Oh, man. I, I'm looking at the, just the list here. I think yeah. Cassidy, Cody... Gabler and Stop. Carla are going to make the final four. Stop. Yeah. I think Owen is going to get out before then. And I think people are going to realize that uh, that Jesse is a threat and get him out. Okay, okay. But I can't believe Gabler is still in this game. But now at this point, you're right. You may want to carry him to the end. Because, hey, when you have to do your here's what I've done, here's what yeah. the other person hasn't done, 
Eh. He's just hopped on the votes with everybody yeah. else. Yeah. yeah. So actually, might be smart at this point yeah. just to keep him going, even though I'm still stunned every week that he's still there. Okay. Enough of Survivor, of Love is Blind, of the challenge. Let's get right to our Swarly of the Week. All right. So Swarly of the Week this week, Kayla. I'll We've go first. We've been having the same, so let's see. Yeah, this one is not the same because <laughs> okay. I went with something. Sports? I think it, it probably happened a few weeks ago, but I just saw it recently. So New York City recently made it a requirement for employers to post salary ranges for positions so that everybody has an idea and they don't get undercut for salaries. I'm like, all right, that's a cool thing to do. I, I like it. Now, Citibank posted a position with a salary range of, get this, zero to $2 million. Uh I think they that kind of defeats the purpose. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, so they're like, oh, we posted a range. It's just zero to two million dollars a year as the salary. So there was a lot of backlash, and they actually had to be like, <laughs> oh, we didn't mean to post that, and they had to retract it and put out an actual range. But I was like, that is just such a swirly move. You need to post a salary. They're like, all right, zero to a hundred million dollars. I don't know, somewhere in there. Just completely defeating the purpose of the uh, New York City law. <laughs> That is hilarious. Zero to two million. I mean, geez, pick a salary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, what's I'm your... closer to the two million. <laughs> yeah, I know? think I have enough experience to justify the two million instead of the zero. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Interesting. Yeah, they could have just went easy. Man, like fifty k to five hundred k. It makes it look better than zero to two million. Like just absurd. Would you want your salary posted online for um, people to see? I guess if it's everyone. Yeah, yeah. if it's everybody and it's a range, it's never a set salary. It'll be like, you know, 80 to 120 based on experience. I I go back and forth on it because I like to be able to use Have leverage and haggle to, for yeah. a higher salary yeah. so you're not restricted to a band. But if you're looking for a new job, it's really beneficial to know what it is. Because if you're applying blindly, you could be like, oh, this sounds like a really cool position I like. And then you go to the first interview and they're like, all right, well, we max out it. 50k and you're like well i was looking for something that was 100 like right. it's just a waste of your time so i like larger ranges if that right. makes sense yes, as opposed yes. to being all right this is 70 this is to 80 yeah. yeah so you or have more you made. Yeah. more room and then you have room for promotions where yes. if it's like a ten thousand dollar band you pretty much at review time they're going to be like oh well pretty much we can only pay you x so sorry right right yeah. well, that makes sense to me that's a good one okay have you been following, for me, my Swarly, any Good Morning America drama? No. Okay. So I'm not a Good Morning America watcher, but my mother is. In fact, when we went to New York City to see the great Adele, we woke up at, I don't know, 4 a.m. <laughs> to go to that morning show. And then you have to, like, smile and pretend that it's a godly hour to be awake at 5 a.m. cheering for whoever's on. Um, brutal. There's drama between two uh, hosts of the show um, and the fact that they are separated from their spouses, but they were caught like in all these like honestly 4K views of them like uh, he's Canoodling. like grabbing her butt. They're like laughing at the bar. They're holding hands in a cat. I mean, I'm like, where is this like this a Michael person? Strahan thing? Huh? Is Michael Strahan part of this? Is he on that show? <laughs> I think he is. Yeah, 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 yeah he is. Um, and my swirly isn't them like being kind of caught in this because they seem like really in love i don't know just for these photos it's more like their reaction to it i mean they're they're kind of acting like they were cheating and i guess things are still kind of coming out in the woodwork but that they seem legitimately separated from their spouses and it's like man who cares it's bleak out here in these streets people <laughs> at this point of like find it where you can as long as it's healthy and consensual like you know it's like let them live let them canoodle let him grab her ass as, as she's long putting as she's groceries okay in the car as long as she's yeah. okay with it yeah. you know so that that's just there's so many things to be reporting on and being upset by it's like we're in 2022 people yeah. get upset about every little thing there's a lot of big things to be upset about nowadays we don't need to focus on people that are having consensual consensual see what i did there yes. uh new word i just coined yes, right there relationships <laughs> yeah consensual no, relationships I, I, actually i think that's a new thing i think we're coining that right now consensual relationships yeah, be upset about more important things. Yes, yeah, there's a lot. Pick, pick pick anything these days, but let them live, you know? All right, so Kayla, we're running a little long here. Let's get into our friendship question of the week. We talked about a lot of reality TV this week, Kayla. So I'm going to pose this question to you with very little time to prepare. If you could be a host of any reality TV show, what would it be taking into account 
you would basically be doing everything the host typically does and you'd be getting paid the salary of that hosting position. What would you like to do? Any shows jump out immediately to you? God, I really hate uh, impromptu questions. Okay, so I can start start talking through my thought process first here. I immediately eliminate Survivor. Okay, yeah. So you probably get paid a shit ton as Jeff Probst, but you have executive producer credits. I don't want to be sitting in... I, I like that he can badger people in the competitions and talk shit about them right to their faces. That's great. I enjoy it. Not really my ideal gig. Bachelor, Bachelorette, you talk like 30 seconds a week and you get paid boatloads of money, but then you have to deal with people yapping in your ear and all the drama all the time. Not so much. For me, I think it's pretty easy. Just TJ Lavin, the challenge, baby. That is at the top. He gets to travel they're sleeping in like wherever and yeah. he gets like, I don't even know where he stays, but I'm sure it's great. He gets driven to the location. Yeah. Like a couple times a week he shows up yeah. and he calls people out for being quitters and he does whatever he wants on the, the side. It's, you know what? Six months out of the year max that he's working between the two seasons they do every season. He gets to test out some of the challenges before the contestants, which is really cool. Yep. And he could just get to travel the world and not really a ton of responsibility. And he's great at it. Yeah, he doesn't have to jump from car to car explosion. Yeah. And But he and could if he wanted eat, to before. Eat sheep eyes, you know? <laughs> he just gets to laugh at them when they puke for it. And so. he gets paid boatloads of money to do it. So I think that's probably my pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm blanking oh, you're on stealing any it? other option, I think. What other? Uh, there's no... Because um, I'm thinking of someone... Not Nick gets... Lachey and what's-her-face from Love is Blind? Nick Lachey, I'm, I'm convinced, is just a robot on that show because Vanessa's definitely carrying the weight of, like, opinions and stuff. Yeah. He's just there for, like, the looks and the nostalgia of his 90s career, but... Have you ever watched Temptation Island? No. Oh, man, it's... Uh, what's his name? I can't even remember. I think it used to be on Nickelodeon back in the day. But he, uh, he is a host, and... Basically, as his job as the host, he brings the people to like a fire where they he shows clips of their uh, significant others potentially cheating on them on the other side of the beach, and just goes, "Oh, this is rough. Like, what do you what do you think about this?" It's just such a gig. Like, you are just tearing these people down for fun. That one would be a little rough to deal with. Yeah, I think I would want yeah one where I get to travel. That's just like literally yeah. part of my job, and then minimal effort. I I'm trying to think of someone comparable to TJ in that way. That's not having a like. I think the bat the bachelor bachelorette. There's a lot mm-hmm. of travel, limited time on screen. It's just at the reunion you have to deal with all those people. Yeah, I you. would I would love to to have a show with like bring back this the create like I love New York all that stuff that oh, was yeah. like the host basically trying to break out. From like brawls on stage. Oh yeah. I'd oh be, that's I'd be comfortable. That's your vibe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Then. Those are not pulling my hair. I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll wrap it up. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a fun episode, Kayla. Um, I don't know if you gave us a real answer or not on that. Uh, we'll see, TJ. I don't know. All right. If I get something good. better, I'll post it. So. I think that's it for us this week on a reality TV wrap up and we'll see you next week. Well, that's it for this episode of wrong opinions only. Please follow us on Instagram at wrong opinions only and on Twitter at wrong opinions JK, where we'll be dropping some clues and hints to upcoming episodes until then JK out.